And actually, surrender is one of the most courageous, strong, brave things that you can do because you're it's like you're taking your hands off the wheel and you're just letting you're letting the universe, you're letting God guide you. That's what I believe. I believe it is a very spiritual act. There is so much strength in it. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm your host, Alyssa Boyer. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about my newest offering for highly sensitive people, the Sensitive and Soulful Vault. Okay, this is literally the ultimate resource for HSPs. This is like your go-to place as a highly sensitive person I cannot, <laughs> I cannot contain my excitement over it. So the Sensitive and Soulful Vault was formerly called the Highly Sensitive and Soulful Membership. And what it is, is a full library of resources for highly sensitive. So it contains 24 mini courses for HSPs covering topics like overcoming people pleasing, setting healthy boundaries, navigating relationships. We dive into how to have healthy empathy and not be so overtaken by how much you care about everyone else and want to help. We dive into emotion regulation. This library of resources has everything that you could ever want as an HSP. There There's also a meditation library with, I believe there's like 18 meditations in there. There is a self-regulation library, which is all of these videos that are nervous system regulation tools. It's awesome. I I love it. Um, The other thing that I am probably most excited about with this whole offering is... There are four community workshops throughout the year. So these community workshops will take place live on Zoom with other Sensitive and Soulful Vault members, and we'll be diving into different topics throughout the year. So we'll be our first workshop will be all about healing as an HSP. So we'll be d- diving into triggers and trauma and how we can start taking our own healing into our hands in our daily life. We're also going to have a workshop around confidence and self-worth. We're going to have one about finding your center and inner peace. And we're going to have one at the end of the year, right around the holidays, about setting holiday boundaries and managing your energy. So this program is a beautiful mix of self-paced content where you can literally open the app, listen to whatever audio training or meditation you need that day, and you get the support of an amazing community of fellow HSPs and awesome live workshops with me. So it's really the best of both worlds. And this is a resource that you have unlimited lifetime access to. So once you sign up, it is yours. And honestly, what I've created here is everything that I used 
to heal myself as a highly sensitive person, to get to the place of feeling good about who I am, to get to the place of being able to be unapologetic, not feel guilty for setting boundaries, not feel like a burden because I need more rest or I can't always hang with everyone else. Like everything I teach you in this program is how I've gotten to where I was. So I'm excited. This is literally like my heart and soul. And I knew when I I decided to close the membership because it just, the way I had it modeled showing up every single month, it just wasn't supporting me anymore as a mom. And I knew I wanted this content to live on in the most beautiful way. And I can't think of a better way for it to live on than the way that it is. So I'm really, really excited. And you can find out more and join us by going to sensitiveandsoulful.com forward slash the vault, or you can find the link in the show notes. And if you join by March 26th, then you will be able to join us for our first live workshop of the year, which is going to be that HSP healing workshop where we're diving into triggers, healing trauma, and really just like getting deep. Like let's start this year off strong and in community with other sensitive souls. So like I said, find out more info at the link in the show notes or sensitiveandsoulful.com forward slash the vault. So excited. Hi friend. Welcome back to another episode of the sensitive and soulful show. This topic that we're going to be diving into today has been Oh my gosh, it's been so important to me and it's been so life-changing for me throughout different phases of my life. This is like a common through line for me. So what we're going to be talking about today is surrender. Why we need to surrender, what this means, what this looks like, how this enhances our life, like what's on the other side of it. We're going to be diving into the spiritual art of surrender. And oh my gosh, I'm just... I have so much to say on this topic and I'm just going to set the intention now that it will it will come through me in the way that it's meant to and in the way that it will most resonate with you and most support you and serve you because gosh leaning into surrender is really changing my life. So lately I've just been feeling like I'm in such a whirlwind. I have so many things that I want to do. I have so many things that I desire. I just have always had so many big dreams for myself. But as a mom to a nine-month-old, I still am like very much navigating murky waters of being on somebody else's schedule. I have a couple of days of help per week. And so, you know, the time that I get to work on, on my business is only on those two days that I get help and then whenever my daughter is napping. But Lately, she's just had a lot going on with like teething and kind of going through some sleep regressions. And so some days she just doesn't nap well. (laughs) And the time I thought I would get to myself, I'm not getting. And as a person who has such a big dream on her heart, I just see myself doing all of these things. And I know that I'm going to do all of these things. I have so much faith and certainty. I get really frustrated and upset and sad when my days don't pan out in the way that I want them to, when things don't go how I think they should go. And I had 
you know, I've been noticing this theme in my life, obviously, as a mom, where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. Like, I thought I was going to have this time to myself, and now I don't. And I was getting so mad, and I kept just, like, coming up against this wall. It felt like of, like, oh, I'm just so frustrated. I'm so sad. Why me? Poor me. This is my personal story, but I want you to kind of think about how this might be showing up in your own life. Like, what is something that you are holding tightly to that you want, that you think needs to look a certain way? Think about that thing. And if you're finding resistance, like, are you having moments where you're like, gosh, why isn't this going how I want? I'm so frustrated. Like, nothing is going to plan. And for so many of us, we want things to go to plan. It feels good to have that control. Like, control makes us feel safe. A lot of us really lean into this this notion that we can control. Well, if I do this plan, if I, you know, walk this blueprint of life, and then this is going to be my outcome. So many of us have tried to do that and we try over and over and over again. But then when things don't go our way, because nothing is ever going to go perfectly to plan, we get frustrated. Maybe we force ourselves to work harder, to try harder, and then we burn out because we're fe- we're facing this resistance and we're pushing so hard against something that maybe it's not meant to happen the way that we think it needs to happen, right? And so this is the place that I've been in. And on Monday of this week, I just had, I was driving home from my parents' house after a day of work and I, as I've shared in the past, like sometimes I end my days where I'm like, oh man, I wish I could have done more, but like, this is the time that I get. I'm so grateful for the time that I get, but hey, yeah, I'm kind of sad that I can't devote more of my time to my work right now. So I had those thoughts. I had those thoughts. And then the word surrender popped into my mind. It was just like very quiet, very gentle surrender. You need to surrender. Surrender to the season that you're in. Surrender to the time and energy that you have. Surrender to the support that you currently have. And I've been noticing that every time I fight against this, when I think it's wrong, when I make it like a bad thing or a problem, I feel frustrated. And I feel like, oh, well, if I only would have worked harder, then I would have gotten more done and then I would feel more accomplished. Or if only Blaine would nap exactly when I want her to, then everything would be perfect and I'd be closer to achieving my goals. Like these are all these things that I'll think and it's very much a controlling thing and it's very much a this like notion of like, oh, things need to go my way because I know best. And it doesn't feel good. It causes me to feel anxious and stressed. It makes me ruminate and feel angry and resentful and it doesn't feel good and something I've learned in my life is that my plans are not the best plans like a lot of us think that we know best we think we know what's meant for us we think we know exactly how things are meant to go and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the quote but it goes we plan God laughs because how often do we think that things need to go exactly to our plan and then they don't (laughs) And then we're pissed, but then how often sometimes that the things that didn't go to plan lead us to something even greater for us. So what I've been realizing and what this has been reminding me of is some of the most impactful, special, meaningful experiences of my life came on the other side of surrender. So let me bring you back to 
a time when I had just graduated from college. So I graduated from college. I had a degree in retail merchandising and management and everyone else around me, it felt like anyways, they were getting these corporate jobs. They were getting jobs at Target corporate, at Kohl's corporate. They were just like doing all of these like big kid things. And believe it or not, in college, I didn't have like the most impressive like grades. Like I, my GPA was fine. I think it was like a 3.0. I or no, is it 3.0? Oh my God. <laughs> it was fine. I don't know. It was like a B average or something kind of GPA, whatever that means, you know? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, for some reason, I never was like super worried about having the most incredible grades in college because with my degree in retail, like you don't need to have a 4.0. Yeah, that's what it is, 4.0. You don't need to be perfect in order to succeed. It's actually a lot more Um, about like who you know and just like getting your foot in the door and you learn a lot on the job. I just had that like knowing inside. So for whatever reason, I was kind of lackadaisical about my approach to my future. It just was like this intuitive thing where I was like, "Eh, I'm I'm just going to figure it out. Like, I don't know. Right. So my friends were getting these full time jobs and I was like, "Eh, nothing's really working out, like wasn't getting any interviews. I was just like, okay. So I got a job as a retail associate at the Nordstrom in the Mall of America. And this was a job I could have had without a degree. Like it was just entry level. But in my mind, I was like, well, I'll, you know, I'll work this job and maybe I'll work my way up to a manager because at Nordstrom, um, at least when I worked there, you had to start entry level, even if you had a degree, like you couldn't go straight to being a manager. So that was just like the format there. So I was like, okay, I'll just go this way. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to try and see what happens. And I was working there over the holidays. And I just remember feeling like kind of a loser, to be blunt. I felt like a loser. I was folding jeans. It was like 7 p.m. on a Friday. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like everyone else I know has these corporate jobs. They're already off work at five o'clock. They're making a salary. And I'm just like here folding jeans like I could do this job if I was like freaking in high school. Like, what am I doing? And I was so frustrated. And I just felt like, what am I like? What's my next step? Like, I had no idea. I had no clarity. The one thing I did know was that I was just like open to possibilities. I'm like, whatever, like, let's just see what happens. And so during this time, I was applying for jobs all over the country because I had broken up with my college boyfriend. And it was like such a toxic relationship that I just wanted to like, kind of disconnect from that and like start a new life and and I didn't care where I went so that that was kind of on my side that just like free-spirited nature but I applied for jobs all over the country and and internships and yeah I just remember feeling very low and feeling like what is even happening and a few weeks later maybe it was even a week later I don't really remember exactly the timing but it wasn't long I got a call from a corporate retail company out in California that offered me a an interview to be an intern at their corporate office. And I was living in Minnesota at the time, so this was like such a major thing where I was like, "Wait, what? Like I have an opportunity to be an intern in California? Like that sounds amazing." <laughs> As a 22-year-old girl who had no idea like what her future was meant to hold. Um, And so long story short, you know, did the interview, got the internship, moved to California. The rest is history. I've been here for eight years now. And it's just crazy because 
that was like the ultimate act of surrender where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm working this job. My future feels kind of bleak. I feel kind of like a loser, but I don't know the right answer yet. And so I kind of just like put a bunch of stuff out there and, and the right thing came to me. You know, like it led me to California, which led me to my husband and my, and now we have a kid and I live here full time. Like, it's just crazy. And what felt like such a low moment in my life, you know, working that job, like it, it had to happen that way. Like I think about what if I had gone on the plan that I felt was expected where I went to work at Target Corporate, for instance, or some corporate retailer in Minnesota, like followed that path, gripped really tightly to it, well, I mean, it wouldn't have led me here. And I believe that we're always led exactly where we're meant to go. And so that's one story. The other story that is like, oh my gosh, like always sticks out to me was after I had been working at that first corporate job for a few years, I think I was like three years in, three, four years in, something like that. It started to become a really toxic environment. I'm never going to say the name of this place out loud because I, I just don't want to be that person, <laughs> but it was a toxic environment. And I was miserable in my job. And so I was applying for jobs all over the place, like literally all over Southern California. Um, I was dating my now husband. We, yeah, we were living together and I was also experiencing severe digestive issues. So this was the time where I had, if you know my story, you know I had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, otherwise known as SIBO, and I had leaky gut. So I was very sick. I was very stressed. I absolutely hated my boss. I dreaded going to work every day. I was losing hair. I was in a really, really bad place. And none of the jobs I was applying for were getting back to me. Um, I had had one interview that felt really promising that I wanted so badly with Too Faced Cosmetics. Like I, I, if anyone's familiar with that makeup brand, I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. And the recruiter was from Wisconsin. So I was like, cool, like fellow Minnesota, or <laughs> fellow Midwesterner. I thought I had it in the bag and it didn't happen. I was devastated. And so anyway, there was a very clear moment of surrender for me. I remember that my husband was playing in a rec basketball league. And so I was home alone with our cat and my stomach was hurting so bad. I had just gotten the news that I didn't get that job. I was dreading going to work the next day. I was so upset. I felt so lost. I just felt like screw it. Like screw everything. I am so done. Like I don't even care. I'm done trying like whatever. And I was just defeated. I was crying. In that moment, it was just very much like, whatever, it is what it is. I just remember that energy of just feeling like I have exhausted all resources. I have tried my best. I have played my heart out. It is what it is. Like something's got to give. You know what I mean? If you've ever been at that point, you know how that feels. Okay. So here's what happened next. The next day, the next day. I got a call from a past boss who told me about a new job opportunity at Vans, which is an amazing corporate company out in Southern California. And Vans is notoriously hard to get a job at. Like 
I think the acceptance rate at the time when I worked there was like 3%, like 3% of people who applied actually got a job. And out of the blue, I heard from my old boss saying, hey, we're actually um, hiring for this position and you would be perfect for it. And I was like, what? Like what? It was insane. And I, and so long story short, again, here we go. Like I, I ended up getting that job. I ended up being able to leave this toxic past workplace and go work at Vans. And then while working at Vans, I had a way better work-life balance. Then I started seeing a holistic doctor who changed my life. And so on the side of working at Vans, I started my blog, which now became my business and everything that I'm doing here and why I'm here talking to you. So this moment that was like such a low point, hated my job. I was so sick. My stomach was like on fire and I was in so much pain and I felt like my life was just like at a standstill. It led me to the work that I'm doing now. In that moment, I surrendered. I just, it was what it was. I had to go to that toxic work environment because I had to get the stomach issues that now led me to the work that I'm doing. If I had not had those stomach issues, if I had not been brought to my knees in that way, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now because I wouldn't have been in enough pain to get to a place of doing all of the deep work that I was forced to do. I wouldn't have done all of the things that I've done, right? And so, oh my gosh, surrender. In that moment, that is what I did. And then something beautiful came through. And so surrender is just something, this concept, this this practice that I am so obsessed with because I am reminded that these past moments in my life where I've been brought to my knees, where I felt like I don't know what I'm doing, like what is even going on. On the other side of that, when I just leaned in, when I let myself kind of be guided by the flow of life, the next steps were made clear. And guess what? I never, I never could have like planted those next steps. Like I didn't, my plans were not the plan. What I thought was meant for me was not meant for me. And how silly and how sweet and how cute that I thought I knew best. I didn't know best because what was actually meant for me was so much grander than what I thought. And so that is what I'm reminding myself of now. And what I want to remind you of now too, is if you're at that point where you're hitting a wall and you're trying, you're trying and nothing is going to plan and you're so frustrated, frustrated. And it's like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Nothing is working. Maybe I need to try harder. Maybe what you actually need to do is surrender. And a lot of times we think of surrender as like giving up, right? It's like, oh, I'm just like giving up and like, I don't know just letting things happen to me and forget it. And actually surrender is one of the most courageous, strong, brave things that you can do because you're, it's like you're taking your hands off the wheel and you're just letting, you're letting the universe, you're letting God guide you. That's what I believe. I believe it is a very spiritual act. It is, there is so much strength in it. And the reason why it's hard for so many of us is because control feels safer. It feels safer to feel like we're in control, to know the next steps. It does. I get it. I've been there. I'm doing, I've been doing it. But there's a reason that I felt so much peace and so much just like softness when that, the word surrender popped into my mind earlier this week. And I remembered, oh, that's, that's what it is. Like I'm thinking that things need to look this way, this certain way that's in my mind. 
but I'm hitting this resistance for a reason. I'm hitting these roadblocks because I'm meant to be detoured in a different direction. I'm currently reading a book called The Magic of Surrender, written by Coot Blackson, um, because as soon as I got the idea of surrender, I was like, I need to listen to an audiobook on that, because this is what I do when I get into something. I'm like, let's go. So I'm reading this book, and I have to share a quote from the book, because I just loved it. And it goes, if you think you can mess up life's plan, rest assured you are not that powerful. <laughs> like, yes. How many times have you thought that like, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess this up or like, oh, if I do this wrong, then like, I'm never going to achieve what I want or, uh, you know, like, I'm not going to get to that goal. Like, hello, we're not that powerful. <laughs> like, yes, take action. Try your best. Like, move in the direction that inspires you, that feels fun, that excites you. Like, of course. Like, I'm not telling you to just, like, sit on the couch and do nothing. But I also want you to recognize when you're meeting resistance and when you're, you're getting into that grasping energy where you think you know best and it needs to go this way. Like, recognize that in yourself and practice surrender, practice stepping back, practice like taking your hands off the wheel. I think that's what Gabby Bernstein often says is take your hands off the wheel and surrender to a higher power. Like we don't have all the answers and thank goodness for that. Thank goodness there's a greater plan for us. So I want to share this idea with you because I know that If you're anything like me, you will find it so helpful. And I know many of you are like me because we're all highly sensitive here. And while I think this is something that every person needs to practice in their life because it's truly game changing and there's a reason that like every spiritual teacher talks about surrender, I like to think of this through the lens of a highly sensitive person. I like to think of how in touch we have the capacity to be with our intuition because we are so naturally connected to the world around us, to the energies around us. And a lot of times we're so caught up in just like trying to fit in and trying to keep up and trying to go, 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 when we're really these spiritual beings with so much openness and so much capacity to be guided in an, in an intuitive way, but we're often not listening. And it comes as no surprise that I got this message to surrender during the week that I'm taking a week off of social media um, because I got the nudge to just just take a break off social media. Just take a break, right? And so I listened and I've had so many, like so much inspiration come through, so many, so much intuitive guidance come through. And I know that part of it is because I'm quieting some of the noise and quieting the clutter and I'm feeling more connected to myself as a sensitive soul in this world. And so I'm allowing myself to be guided and I'm kind of like, I'm leaning back a little bit, just leaning back and I'm trusting that I'm on my path and and the energy that I'm given right now is exactly perfect. And the circumstances that I'm given right now are exactly what I need to take me to where I need to go. Because when I was going through my stomach issues and when I was feeling so defeated and so sick and unhappy and just miserable... I mean, at that time, I couldn't see through it. I thought I I felt like a victim. I was like, why is this happening to me? This sucks. Like, my life is so hard and I wish I wasn't dealing with this. And now in retrospect, like, I'm so grateful that that happened because it gave me the opportunity to just get to know myself on a deep level and again, learn all of the things and, and navigate all of the things that I now teach other highly sensitive people. 
I mean, literally all of the content in the Sensitive and Soulful Vault, all of the mini courses in there and the workshops that I will be leading came from my personal experience. It came from me being brought to my knees, being at the lowest point of my life and finding the tools and doing the work to heal so that now I can help other highly sensitive people heal. And I had to go through really painful stuff and have that experience and be in it in order to come through the other side and be where I'm at today. And so I'm reminding myself of that now again, as I'm in this painful season of not having as much time to myself, not having full nights of rest, not having things be as perfectly organized and and scheduled as I wish. I'm trusting and surrendering to the idea that Maybe it's perfect. Maybe this is exactly how it's meant to happen because I'm gaining the wisdom and tools to continue sharing more with this community, to give me the tools and the wisdom to write a book that is going to change people's lives and touch people. I'm ready for my next level. I just know that there's something on the other side for me. And so I'm finding that as I hit these walls and have meet this resistance, the best thing I can do is just breathe, lean back, lean into the flow and allow myself to be led. So I want to encourage you to do the same. I want you to see that in your own life, if there are places where you're hitting a wall, meeting resistance, feeling like nothing is working and you're so frustrated, maybe the answer isn't to do more, to push harder, to force. Maybe the answer is to trust that you've done enough and it's safe to surrender And that next step will make itself clear. So I hope that you found this episode inspiring. I know it can be so painful to be in that place where you're hitting walls and you're feeling frustrated. But I promise that when you really, really lean into the idea of surrender and you just play around with it, like what's it going to hurt to just try? I promise you will find a freedom and a peace in that. I'm sending you so, so much love, and I just want to thank you for being here. I really appreciate each and every one of you who listen. It means so much to me. So if this message resonated with you, I would also love to hear from you. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Life by Alyssa. Thanks, friends. Love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.